Hey, this is Jeff Loveland. Thank you for tuning in to Anchor for My Soul podcast, where we want to give a message of hope in the middle of the storm by anchoring ourselves to the Word of God. In each episode, we will grow in our spiritual walk a little more as we use the SOAP Bible study method to dive deep into Scripture, observe what God was teaching, and apply the lessons in our lives, and then pray about it. I hope this encourages you today and helps you go forward with Christ. Hey, welcome back to Anchor for My Soul podcast. This is your host, Jeff Loveland. Today, we're going to cover 2 Timothy chapters 1 and 2. And 2 Timothy, just like 1 Timothy and Titus, are part of the pastoral letters written by Paul. And Paul has been in and out of prisons in the later part of his ministry. Uh, He's being persecuted for sharing the good news of Jesus Christ and the gospel. But in these letters, he's encouraging and strengthening and preparing and equipping young leaders such as Timothy, who are called to preach and to share the word of God. Basically preparing them for what's to come and to be able to fully go into the mission they are called to. And we know that Paul really takes a liking to Timothy. He really wants to help this young disciple and teacher and preacher to really go after the mission and really be um, efficient at what he does. So in these letters, he's strengthening and encouraging him and helping him just to just go forward. And to do so with zeal and, and a passion to serve the Lord and doing things in the right way, as he so does. And we get to see a little bit of what Paul thinks of Timothy when, we're, when we read 2 Philippians 2, 19-24. It says, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare. For everyone looks after their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know that Timothy has proved himself, because as a son with his father, he has served with me in the work of the gospel. I hope, therefore, to send him as soon as I see how things go with me. And I am confident in the Lord that I myself will come soon. We also see, if we read 1 Timothy Chapter 4, 11 through 15, it says, Command and teach these things. Don't let anyone look down on you because if you are young, but set an example of the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, devote yourself in the public reading of Scripture, to preaching and to teaching. Do not neglect your gift, which was given to you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. As we'll read here in just a minute, Paul is going to remind Timothy in the chapters in our reading today to fan into flame or reignite the fire of the gifts and everything that God has given to him to go preach and publicly share the gospel. And then it mentions to not be timid 
but know the Spirit gives us power, love, and self-discipline. These letters that are from Paul are powerful, especially these pastoral letters, which are to encourage and strengthen and, and equip those to go share the good news of Jesus Christ. So I hope this encourages you today, and I hope this strengthens you and prepares you and gives you that, that zeal and that burning passion to just serve the Lord and share His Word. Please turn your Bibles to 2 Timothy chapters 1 and 2. We'll be reading out of the English Standard Version. Second Timothy chapter 1 Greeting, verse 1 Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, according to the promise of the life that is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my beloved child, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord. Guard the deposit entrusted to you. Verse 3 I thank God whom I serve, as did my ancestors, with a clear conscience, as I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. As I remember your tears, I long to see you, that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now, I am sure, dwells in you as well. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God, who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began, and which now has been manifested through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to the light through the gospel, for which I was appointed a preacher and apostle and teacher, which is why I suffer as I do. But I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard until the day what has been entrusted to me. Follow the pattern of the sound words that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. By the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, guard the good deposit entrusted to you. You are aware that all who are in Asia turned away from me, among whom Phygelus and Hermogenes May the Lord grant mercy to the household of Onesiphorus, for he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. But when he arrived in Rome, he searched for me earnestly and found me. May the Lord grant him to find mercy from the Lord on that day. And you well know all the service he rendered at Ephesus.
2 Timothy chapter 2 A good soldier for Christ Jesus Verse 1 And then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men, who will be able to teach others also. Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits, since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. It is the hard-working farmer who ought to have the first share of the crops. Think over what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, the offspring of David, as preached in my gospel, for which I am suffering, bound with chains as a criminal. But the word of God is not bound. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. The saying is trustworthy, for if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. A worker approved by God. Verse 14. Remind them of these things and charge them before God not to quarrel about words, which does no good, but only ruins the hearers. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. But avoid irreverent babble, for it will lead people into more and more ungodliness and their talk will spread like gangrene. Among them are Hymenaeus and Philetus, who have swerved from the truth, saying that the resurrection has already happened. They are upsetting the faith of some. But God's firm foundation stands, bearing this seal. The Lord knows those who are His. And let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Now in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some of honorable use, some of dishonorable. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. So flee youthful passions, and pursue righteousness, faith love and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart, have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You know that they breed quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance leading to a knowledge of the truth, and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. So that was our scripture reading for today. Now let's observe what it was saying. Let's apply it to our lives and then we will pray. First, let's get a little bit more context 
about what took place around this time period. And from there, we can really dive deep into what Paul was writing to Timothy. What we know is this, that in AD 64, Rome was set on fire, and that it was done by Emperor Nero. However, as he set the city ablaze, it was the Christians that were blamed. There had to be some kind of a scapegoat in order for the emperor to rebuild the city. And it was the Christians that had to pay. It was the Christians that were led to brutal persecution, imprisonment, and death. Such as Paul, who was then writing this letter while he was himself imprisoned. And the main theme of this was about one encouraging his good friend and brother in Christ, Timothy, and transferring the ministry from him to Timothy, the next in line, the next person ready to go share the word of God. Chapter 1 starts with the greeting, where Paul talks about being an apostle of Christ by the will of God. This introduction to the letter is very similar to the writing Paul wrote to the church in Corinth, where he described himself as an apostle, a special messenger of Christ. In 1 Corinthians 1.1, we read about how it was the will of God and purpose of God for Paul to be an apostle of Jesus Christ. Here we see several similar themes that we read in Paul's letter to the church in Corinth, where Paul had to preach to a church body that was divided, that lived in immorality, and accepted false teachings, a church that so desperately needed correction, and someone sent by God with a little bit of boldness to get them back on the right path. That person was Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, who is now encouraging Timothy in his writing to transfer that ministry and that boldness to him. Next, In verses 3 through 18, we read about the importance of Timothy guarding the deposit entrusted to him. To guard a deposit means to deposit or place something for safekeeping. This could also mean a pledge to something. What is important to us as believers in a pledge that we must keep is to have our faith in Jesus Christ alone. The way we live out our faith And what we believe must be guarded and protected each and every day. Verses 3 through 5 talks about Timothy's ancestors and how Paul remembers Timothy constantly in his prayers, night and day. He then mentions that Timothy often reminds him of a sincere faith, that same type of faith that was also found in his mother and grandmother showing multiple generations of Jewish believers in Christ. So what is a sincere faith? A sincere faith is a faith that is real. Romans 12.9 tells us that it's a faith that hates evil and ungodliness, and is a faith that holds fast onto what is good. In other words, it's a faith that lasts, and it's a faith that is real. Paul then writes in verse 6 that he then wants to remind Timothy to fan into flame the gift of God that is found in him. You see, what's inside him is powerful, and that is the Holy Spirit. 
the spirit that we are told that is a helper to us, one that is not of fear but of power, love, and self-control. The very fruit of the Spirit as shown in Galatians 5.22-23. through 23. The very things that does not have a law but is found in God. To have the Holy Spirit in you means that you know who you are and whose you are. You are a child of God. Romans 8.15 tells us that as believers in Jesus Christ, we are not slaves, but instead we are adopted as sons. Sonship. That means when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we are grafted into his family, where God is our Father and he is on the throne. When we are in Christ, we are made new and alive in Christ. We are reborn and no longer bound by those dead sins that hold us back into our old life. Through Jesus Christ, we are made new and given the power of the Holy Spirit, the power to love and to overcome the wicked ways of this world with self-control. John 14, 27 reminds us that through Jesus, we are given peace, not fear, and that we are to not let our hearts be troubled or to be afraid. When we are in Christ, and when we have God as our Father and the power of the Holy Spirit, what is there to fear? In verse 8, we see Paul talking about not being ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, and that we are a prisoner in Him with a yoke that is light, unlike the other yokes of this world of sin and darkness. As mentioned in 2 Corinthians 6.14. You see, when we are in Christ, we will share in the sufferings that he suffered. His burdens will become our burdens. His ways will become our ways. And his heart will become our heart. When we follow the Lord with our whole heart, what breaks his heart will eventually become the same things that breaks ours. The yoke that Jesus talks about is the yoke of submission, submitting to him in all his ways. Matthew eleven twenty nine is where Jesus says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. When we share in the sufferings, we are like a good soldier in Christ, as we will soon talk about when discussing Chapter 2. When we follow Christ, we are also in the battle, which includes scars and all. In verse 11, Paul once again reiterates the point that he was appointed and called by God to be a preacher, teacher, and apostle, a special messenger. The very reason why he shares the pain and suffering and persecution that comes with being a follower of Jesus Christ, and one that stands for God's word. Verses 13 through 14 then shows Paul describing a pattern of sound words that he has given and that share about the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Also, that the Holy Spirit dwells within Timothy and is guarding 
in securing that good deposit that was entrusted to him. This then led me to Romans 2.20, which talks about the corrector of the foolish, a teacher of the childish, having in the law the embodiment of knowledge and truth. A corrector of foolish, childish, and earthly things. So what is childish? In Colossians 3, verses 5 through 10, it says, Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked, when you were living in them. But now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. From there, we should also mention 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 9 through 11, where it says, For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of a childhood behind me. As I sit here and think about the culture that we live in today, I see a culture full of sin, corruption, and immorality that runs rampant everywhere. We see children having children because they are growing up in a hookup culture, and they strive to satisfy their flesh with sex, porn, and filthiness. We have married men acting like boys, pursuing whatever they desire and leaving their wives and children behind. A family broken over passion, covetousness, evil desires, and idolatry. We constantly see people that use obscene talk, anger, and slander to get their way. They defame and damage the reputation of others for their gain. Cancel culture is destroying the lives of many in this nation. When one stands on the word of God, they are likely to be called racist, hateful, homophobic, and any other lie that are straight from the pits of hell. Remember, we will share in the sufferings that Christ endured. His ways are our ways. His battle is now our battle. Which leads me to 2 Timothy chapter 2, which is about being a good soldier of Christ Jesus and a worker approved by God. 2 Timothy chapter 2 starts off talking about being strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. In Ephesians 6, 10, it talks about being strong in the Lord, in His mighty power. Those times where we are protected by the whole armor of God strengthened and prepared for the attacks that will come our way. As a good soldier in Christ, we are to be prepared, alert, and aware, ready for whatever comes our way. 
As soldiers in Christ, we are called to fight the good fight. Fight with love that is found in Jesus Christ. With self-control and the power that comes from the Holy Spirit in God, our Father Almighty. We are to be strengthened by the grace that is found in Christ Jesus. An unconditional love. A love that we see our Father has for us. John 3, 16-17 tells us that For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through Him. Romans 5 verse 8 says, But God demonstrates His love toward us, and that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. And finally, Titus 2, 11 through 14 tells us, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men, instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires, and to live sensibly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope in the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus who gave himself for us to redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself a people of his own possession, zealous for good deeds. 2 Timothy 2.2 talks about being in the presence of many witnesses and to entrust to faithful men who will teach others also. As a good soldier of Christ Jesus, We know that we will share in suffering, but we are to not get tangled in civilian pursuits. How many times do we choose the wrong battle? How many times do we lose the opportunity to share the gospel because we chose to fight the wrong fight and pick a battle that was unnecessary? When we stand on the word of God and preach the word of God, we can do so with boldness and we can stand firm. But we must stand with love. If we get caught up in the wrong fight, we lose the opportunity to minister to others and to point them back to the cross and back to Jesus. Verse 5 talks about an athlete who is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. If we fight a fight the way the world fights, then we are no different than the world. If we fight with love, and with power of the Holy Spirit, and with self-control in our actions, our words, in our deeds, then we can win the fight, and do so according to the rules. The very rules and guidelines shown to us in God's Word. Verse 8 tells us to remember Jesus Christ, who is risen from the dead, the offspring of David, as was preached in Paul's gospel, for which he is suffering. Paul, like many fellow Christians and believers in Jesus Christ, may suffer, and they may be imprisoned, and they may be bound, but the Word of God is not bound. It is alive, it is active, and it is sharper than a two-edged sword. So we must endure, and we must keep going, so that others may obtain the salvation and eternal glory that is found in Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 
5.10 says, And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Now that is power and strength that is found in not anyone but God. 2 Timothy verse 11 through 13 says, The saying is trustworthy, for if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Praise the Lord that we endure and suffer the trials in the pain and suffering that comes our way just for a little while, while we know that in the end, we will reign with him for eternity. God is so good. Friends, do not deny him, but accept him and be faithful, for he is good and his glory lasts forever. As we finish up, we'll talk about verses 14 through 26 that talk about a worker approved by God. Verse 14 says to remind them of these things and charge them before God, not to quarrel about words, which is no good but only ruins the hearers. This goes back to what we were just saying about opportunities lost to share the gospel because of the fights that we choose, the obscene words that we say, and the wrong actions that we do. Like verse 15 says, we must do our best to present ourselves to God as one approved and one that is not ashamed because they are rightly handling the word of truth, which means they're avoiding the very things that cause people to stumble and fall to the side, such as irrelevant babble, gossip, and being a part of unfruitful and ungodly works. The very things that spread like a virus and affect one another and can even impact the faith of some. How many people have fallen away from their faith or fell into sin because of Christians that live a life that does not reflect God's word or Jesus Christ? You see, there is a hunger and there is a thirst in this day and age for truth and a quest for a firm foundation that can withstand the trials and difficulties of this life. That thirst and that hunger, all that can be quenched, and it's through this firm foundation that can only be found in Jesus Christ. In order for others to see that same truth, we must flee from our youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, as mentioned in verse 22. We are to be alongside others who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Those who have nothing to do with the foolish and ignorant ways of this world and the controversies that leads to fights and trouble. The very things that may lead some people astray. So what does that mean for those who serve the Lord? How does one serve, love others, and correctly fight for what is true and right? Verse 24 tells us that as the Lord's servants, we must not be quarrelsome. In other words, we must not fight, but
but be kind to everyone, be able to teach, and patiently endure evil. Verse 25 tells us that we must correct opponents with gentleness. That means we are to not correct others with anger, malice, slander, or the evil methods that the world will use. We will fight for what is right, but we will do so in the right way. And then we'll be able to lead people to repentance and to knowing the truth. That way, they can come to their senses and escape the evil ways of this world and the snares of the devil. We will fight and we will be victorious because we will fight with love, gentleness, power, and self-control, with the Holy Spirit inside us and to guide us, and with God leading the way. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, which means doing things according to God's will. For he is on the throne, and we are to serve him and do as he commands. We are a good soldier of Christ Jesus and a worker approved by God. And I pray that our lives reflect this each and every day going forward. So now that we observed what scripture was saying, how do we apply all this to our lives? First, we, didn't, we need to know that we're going to share in the sufferings. When we follow Christ, we too will experience some trials and some heartaches and some pain and suffering. But in the end, we know that we will be with him. And that is something that helps us endure in this time. We also know that we are to avoid those fights and those quarrels that try to pop up that are just unnecessary. That try to uh, cause us to act out instead of acting our faith. We are to endure the suffering. To handle the word correctly. And we are to be gentle and love others. Now we can stand for the word of God and stand on truth. But we can do so in the right way. Let's end in prayer. Father, we thank you for this time to be in your presence and to read your word. Father, I pray that your word and your ways are deposited in us. That we live it out each and every day. That as we go forward, people see our sincere faith and, and our way of life that is all about you. I pray that we guard that deposit that you entrusted and placed in us. We are thankful for the Holy Spirit that you've given us. A spirit not of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. Father, I pray as we go about this day and age in a culture that just seems so corrupt and evil, Lord, that, that we shine bright, that we stand out because we live according to your ways, your will, and your word. Father, I pray right now that we are a, a good soldier in Christ, that we are a worker approved by God, that we do the very things that you call us to do, Lord, and we do so joyfully, that we endure the, the trials and the headaches and the pain and the suffering, and that we can just go forward, 
knowing that we get to be with you for eternity and that all this pain and suffering is only temporary. That the joy of this world is, is to be in your presence and to help point others back to you as well. So Father, I just pray that everyone is encouraged by this message. I pray that their, their faith is strengthened, that they're fully prepared to go forward and to fulfill the ministry that you placed inside of them. In all this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Anchor for My Soul podcast. If you would like to help us reach further and hear daily content in the near future, we ask that you share this podcast with your friends and also consider becoming a financial partner to help us reach further for Jesus and to share the word. We are blessed to have listeners who pray for us and go make a difference in the kingdom. Please check out our website, www.anchorformysoulpodcast.com, where we have our past episodes, information about the podcast, and even who I am. If you so feel led to become a financial partner, you can either go to our website or you can go to anchor.fm backslash anchor for my soul podcast. Together we make a difference. God bless.